Growth Podcast. In each episode, we'll be speaking to leaders in business and digital across a range of sectors, from retail to media, education to innovation, and many more. So sit back and enjoy. On today's podcast, I made the short trip to the University of Exeter to speak to their Director of Communications and Corporate Affairs, Jane Schaefer. Now, the university is widely regarded as one of the best in the country, and part of their recent success has to be down to the calibre of students they have recruited. So I wanted to find out about how they've been successful to date, but I was also interested in the challenges they now face in recruiting students, both UK and internationally, and how digital plays its part in overcoming these geographical boundaries. Jane, thank you for joining me. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so I'm really interested today to look at uh, the role of digital uh, it has played in uh, the University of Exeter's uh, recruitment of new students. Um, and particularly, so the University of Exeter in the last uh, few years has established itself as a world-renowned university. It's been in the global top 100. So Brussels Group Universities regularly features in the top 10 of the UK universities. Uh, to date, how, ha- how does the university uh, attract prospective students? So to answer your question properly, I probably need to talk about different types of students because here at the university we've got about 24,000 students on four campuses. Uh, we, the majority of those are undergraduate students, but we also have a significant proportion of postgraduate students. Those students come from within the UK, from within Europe, and, and obviously from countries all around the globe. So depending on what kind of student to which campus, it, it does change. But fundamentally, um, it's about two things. It's about the university being on a list for students that fits for them. So the right kind of courses, um, the right entry requirements in the right type of place. And so we tend to get, we tend to get on a kind of a rational shortlist and students normally use um, websites for that. They use open days, they use their schools, their advisors, friends and family to get an idea of, you know, what's a good university for me and, and should it be on their, on their list. So that's quite a rational thing. Mm-hmm. And then we, um, um, people come to the campus and often what you find is that that is an emotional reaction (laughs) can I see myself here do I feel comfortable do I like the look of the accommodation have I had a good interaction with the um, academics so obviously a lot of that in the past has been um, very analog Mm -hmm. so it's been through things like a printed prospectus it's been through visits in market it's been through visits here to campus so um, you know that's the kind of traditional Uh, way that um, students have been recruited. Okay and uh, with those students who uh, come to Open Days I imagine there's two different ways you've got students who come to Open Days you try to sell university in one way and for those who can't come to an Open Day there's another way. For those who come to an Open Day what uh, are Exeter's kind of USPs as such what what are the main drivers behind uh, encouraging students to study at Exeter? Yeah, so what we we talk about with our students is uh, really research-informed learning. So we're, as you said, a Russell Group University. We're a research-intensive university. But we're, in the Russell Group, we're one of the best at teaching and learning and have very high student satisfaction scores with their course and, and, and what they're learning on their course. So what we're talking to them about is not just how not just what's on their course but how their course will be taught and who it's taught by and it's by the leaders in their field 
field. We also want them to you know, see what lecture theatres look like, see how seminars will be, you know, see our virtual learning environment. So kind of see that broader sense of all of the all of the things that will make up their learning experience. So it's fair to say then a big driver because you attract trying attract high caliber students to the university is the high caliber uh, facilities and uh, academics that you have. Um, yeah, that that is that is that's really important. Um, but I think it's it's high caliber in the sense of students with potential. So students who are really interested in their subjects really want to learn more. Um, are um, excited by the fact that they'll be taught by the you know the people who are writing the textbooks. They won't just be you know reading the textbooks or using those. So I think that's an important that's an important part of it. But actually fundamentally we're a community mm-hmm. um, and we're a community of people um, who are trying to find and discover new things and that also includes our students yeah um, and I, having worked at the university myself actually I, I know that the, the campus is extremely diverse uh, the students who come from all over the world to study here um, of course then there would be those students particularly internationally who can't uh, attend an open day yeah. how do you try to reach out to those students and how are they uh, how do they become aware of Exeter University so often it's through our international reputation and they may come across us from um, seeing us on international league tables or through a recommendation through their school and, and things like that. Um, depending on which countries you're from, agents may pay, play a large part in that role and, and they will be recommending and counselling students on what the best fit is for them. We also do a lot of... Um, uh, visits into markets with um, our academics and our specialists in international recruitment and they um, try and bring as much of Exeter to that meeting or that or that event as we as, as we possibly can mm-hmm. so they've got virtual tours they'll have drone tours they'll bring students um, alumni and country to talk firsthand about the experience so we can't exactly transport Exeter to um, maybe Shanghai or Beijing or Calcutta, but what we can do is is try and get the people there who can talk firsthand about what it's been like for them. That's fascinating. Thank you. Um, how do you see student recruitment evolving? What do you have a vision for how you see that evolving over the next few years? Yeah, I think um, I've got uh, daughters. My youngest is twenty two, so actually she's already up too old to be thinking for me to be using her as any kind of reference point for for some of our students but it's really thinking about how students are using technology what their influences are how they're gathering information how they're sorting those things and I think choosing a university is is no different in the sense of all of those things apply so for me I would like to be able to I'd like to really be able to connect with those new students who are you know, already born are already um, digesting new media using new platforms and channels and and how we can be ourselves be really authentic but be in those channels in the right way so that you know people don't miss the opportunity of considering Exeter for them mm-hmm. and you've explained how uh, the university now kind of reaches out to students uh, by other means um, in terms of trying to attract new students. How do those students approach the university? Has that changed over the last few years in terms of how they are uh, trying to um, find out more about University of Exeter? Yeah, what we're finding is things like Instagram 
um, you know, very visual, very immediate, um, very influencer based, mm-hmm. are incre- you know, really, really popular. Um, we're also think finding that um, things like the student room um, are used a lot for people to just share their share their experiences, and the digit the digital way in yeah. is is more important. We ha- we still are seeing increased numbers of people coming to open days though. Yeah. So actually, nothing yet has really replaced the um, come and visit and see how it feels aspect. Although we do do analysis and not everybody that comes to us has ever been to an open day. So that's an interesting thing to think about in terms of how they are filling that gap for themselves. And I think that's something to explore. Um, And yeah, I think just just making sure that we're in a continual conversation with students as well. I mean, it's not just enough now to send out an offer mm-hmm. um, you, you students are expecting more they're expecting more conversation is that because of the different means that they can find out about other universities as well it's almost yeah. like you know just reminding them of what you know the the option that they have available to them in Exeter yeah and it's also um, you know they're, they're used to getting information in bite-sized pieces their information they're used to getting it in a drip feed yeah. way so if we don't do that then they kind of have a gap in terms of information about the university but we try and tell them um, what's new on their course if one of the academics in the course they've applied for has um, discovered something amazing you know we try and just keep that conversation going um, and also prompt them as well at different parts of the journey to say you should be thinking about accommodation now or have you applied for your visa you know so trying to kind of nudge them along the journey as well at the same time and it, it, there's some interesting challenges that you've outlined there. And uh, over the last 12 months or so, Good Growth have uh, come in to try and help yeah. you address those challenges. What kind of work have they been doing and what kind of focus have they tried to uh, apply to, to, to your work? Yeah, so what we understood maybe about two years ago was that the importance of the, the um, student journey in terms of application and the important role that the website plays in that. Now, we've always known it, but actually really seeing what we could do to optimise that uh, that process. So um, talking to uh, Good Growth, we said, well, how can you look at our customer journey or journeys effectively and measure how we're doing and seeing where the, where the um, good bits are, where the not so good bits are? And you know, quite frankly, there were probably more not so good bits than there were good bits. Um, so what we found was that we were um, losing inquiries, that people weren't being able to find the information as easily as they could. Calls to action were not maybe in the best place. So what we decided to do was actually, instead of fixing some of those bits in isolation, that we would look at a web optimization project and we would use your good grace experience to um and from in in other markets so what they've done with other e-commerce sites to really kind of bring the best in class to our website we knew that um you know kind of the design wasn't probably optimal but that wasn't where we went to start with we went with optimizing key pages Mm -hmm. that we felt were important for the student journey undergraduate pages postgraduate pages the home pages and and we're using um, 
kind of a, a test and learn approach to that. So we're taking a page, we're seeing what's um, looking at the data, seeing what's happening or not happening on it, putting up a challenger page, um, and then measuring the impact. And we're then adopting that or not. And and you know that's how yeah. we're that's how we're going through the process. We've done nine um, tests so far. And I think every one of them has had significant and positive uplift in, in what we're doing. Um, so that has happened alongside also um, us introducing a new CRM platform as well. Okay. So again, that's really important that the op- that the website is working to optimize that as well. So we're we're sort of putting that some of our digital. Um, scaffolding yes. around yeah. around the student journey um, to make sure that it's there and doing the right things at the right time. Brilliant. Um, that's a fascinating insight uh, uh, into uh, your world, Jane. So thank you very much for your time. Um, and yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you.